0: Hello and welcome to the Sports Comedy Show. I'm Paul Salerno, the creator and host. This is a feature story presentation. This is season two, episode two. And this is going to be a parody on the NBA. For those uh, who follow the NBA, the new season has started. The 2022 season is underway I thought we'd take a look and, and make uh you know have some fun with the NBA and all the the different things that's go on in the NBA and how the game has changed and uh you know this is more of a comical satire of the NBA. So you know the first thing I've noticed is if you notice these players nowadays when, when they when they show them as they're coming into the arena, have you noticed the outfits they're wearing? It's like They're dressed like if they were on Mr. Rogers' Playhouse. It cracks me up. It's like, is this supposed to be a fashion statement? I guess it's okay if Spike Lee wears some funky orange outfit because he's in the crowd. But these guys today, they've lost track of fashion. It's ridiculous. You'll see them wear these bright purple outfits with a yellow flashy bottom. Doesn't match. But it's the NBA. These guys think they're cool, they're hip, they're they're swing, you know. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see these NBA players have a little bit of a dress code. Wouldn't that be nice if they had the dress code, you know, a little decency? Remember back in the day when shorts were shorts and sweats were sweats and high heel or or tank or uh, t- high tops were high tops? Nowadays they look like they're wearing high heels. You can't tell if they're shorts or if they're baggies or if they're wearing a damn pair of pajamas on the court. It cracks me up. Personally, you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see these guys come to work just like the rest of us Americans. Wouldn't it be nice to see these stars walking into the um, stadium wearing a pair of khaki pants and a a black polo shirt? That's right. That's the real America that we live in. They're going to work just like if they're a Walmart or targets, um, for all the technicians out there, wouldn't it be nice if these NBA guys had a little bit of, you know, standards like the rest of us and uh, and had to dress like a real American? No, not these guys. These guys are out there. Now, football players, they're, they're a little funny, and baseball players, eh, not so much, but these basketball players, they're just funky. What about these hairdos? Have you seen some of these hairdos? And I think uh, the, the one that comes to mind most is Pollock. Pollock is his name, who was on the Knicks. He was trying to make a fashion statement in New York. Looked like he had a unicorn horn. The last time I seen horns on that, it was the Rams. And this guy's got a hairdo like that. And then half these guys now, you know, they, they look like they're they're predator. They've got their dreads that are all locked halfway down their back. If I'm playing basketball, hell, I'm going to just pull these guys down by the hair. Hey, that'll teach you, you know, once you get a nice clean, clean cut haircut like you used to. What about these military boys? They got a nice clean sha- a nice clean shave, nice clean haircut. Not these, not these guys. These basketball players are ridiculous. Some of these hairdo's. Let's talk about the front of the hairdo. And wow, well, you know who comes to mind when you think of the most? One of the best basketball players out there. Everybody knows James Harden, and, and I'm a big fan of Harden fan, of James Harden myself but let's be honest that beard, that thing's got to go, I mean that thing there, there, there's enough beard there for three of us to wrap ourselves up and to stay warm it's ridiculous and um, you know it, 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 as the season goes on it, it gets longer and longer and it's like can't, can't you at least trim it and it's like you know if that thing gets any longer it's going to be sitting in the visitors bench just because hey get out of your way, James Harden's hair's here You know, and that's just, that's the basketball world we live in. It's a a different world. You know, remember back in the day when Jerry West, he was the logo of the NBA. He wore shorts that were shorts. He was a clean shaven guy. He had his socks up. He had his shoes tied light. He wore his team's outfit, which was just a normal outfit. Not nowadays. So, you know, nowadays it's different. Here's something else I like. Have you noticed the, the the jerseys they wear now? The teams, these organizations. Back in the day, you know, the Lakers were, were, were gold um, and blue. And that was that. Maybe a white one represented the home team. That's changed now. Now they've got these throwback jerseys that I don't know what era or reality they're throwing them back into. Um, and then they've got these special jerseys. Have you seen these? Miami Heat is one team that comes to my mind. They've got this bright pink jersey with this bright neon blue going through. It looks ugly as hell. But then they're you know, they smart because they're trying to tie everything together. So then the lights in the arena match that. The lights on the floorboard. And so this whole, now you're watching basketball in fluorescent pink and blue. It's like this is what the hell is this? Is this a rainbow? Did I just did I just land on the other side of the rainbow? M- maybe I'm in the Wizard of Oz. No, no, we're in the NBA. Yes, that's right, folks. The NBA has changed. The world has changed, and uh, it's time for another season. And you know, there's so much more we we are going to get into it because I'm having fun with this, and hopefully you're enjoying this. You know, first thing is um, I, I tried to tell Charles Barkley that. I was going to do a spook on it, and uh, and you know what he said? This is what Charles That's said. terrible. What's wrong, Chuck? That's a terrible idea. Well, oh, thanks, Chuck. Chuck's going terrible, terrible. That's a terrible idea, Paul. You know, that the, the funner's part of the NBA games now, especially on TNT, is watching these guys in the studio. You know, Chuck may say it's terrible, but there you see him sitting there with a, a big box of donuts. Uh, a, a big big bag of chicken, and you know, and, and, Ken, and Kenny Smith, and Shaq, Shaq said, oh, that, that Chuck, that Charlie, that's all he that Chuck likes to eat, and, and Chuck said, yeah, it's basketball, I'm going to have me some wings and, and, and watch the game, after I'm going to tell you what happened. That's just Charles Barkley, and that's actually funner to watch these guys on the sidelines than to watch some of these games, because these games are unpredictable. I mean, these games are very predictable. You know what's going to happen. Let's take your champions, the Golden State Warriors. Congratulations and to all you Splash fans. They did it. Guess what? Here's a normal Golden State game. They're going to go down by 20 points. They're going to come back and win the game. Sound familiar? Happens every damn time. Uh, you know, and that's just the NBA. In the first half, these guys are on autopilot. Yeah, that's all right. And you know why? Because we live in the era of the three-point shot. So now you, for, now, for those who follow basketball, you know what I'm talking about. For those who don't, who just want to get a little bit of a laugh, all they do now is launch these threes. It's like, what's that? Can can I see if I make a play? No, I just better launch a three. And here's the funniest part. Half these kids, they can't make it with a. they, sh- well, you know what I'm going to say. They suck. It's like if, if you're going to be on the pros, on the floor, in front of 20,000, if you're going to start popping threes, you better make them at least 7 or 8 out of 10. These guys, got beca- these guys are just throwing them because they don't want to make plays. It's not like the old days where you could get a pick and roll or you'd get a, a big guy like Kareem who'd have to muscle his way underneath, get the ball to him because he's got that patent skyhook shot. Nowadays, like, oh, let's just throw it up. Let's hope it goes in. Now, there are a few players that do stand out that, you know, when they throw it up, eh, more times than not, it goes in. Obviously, the biggest one we all know is Steph Curry. Um, he does it. And there's some new ones that that do, that. Uh, you know, there are players like that that they just have a way of hitting those three. Here's another guy. You guys ever heard of John Morant? He's becoming a pretty big name. I'm pretty sure you have. So I've watched some of his games. Well, the reason why he's so popular or big, have you seen the guy? He looks like a monkey. His arms literally drag on the floor when he walks around. And he's a seven-footer like the rest of these guys. Like, look at his arms. They're twice as long as a normal normal person. This guy's not. This guy is some type of genetic makeup uh, of, a, of a monkey and a human. So no wonder if you watch these games, he does these scoop shots. while well, he's got his arm length is twice as long as everybody else. He can just wrap his arm around everybody, scoop it, and it goes right in. It's made him a superstar. We love to see it. The guy's not normal. Trust me, he's got some monkey in him. And I'm not talking about the authenticity of being a brother, I'm talking about them arms just ain't normal. Okay, so we see some funny action there. We got some funny guys. Here's another one. You guys all know or hear of Joel Embiid? He's that big beast over there in Philadelphia. He He's not the tallest guy in the game, but he, he's a 7'2", 7'2", um, center. He is the biggest guy in the game. And again, he's another genetic freak. He's a cross of a brother and, and, uh, and a giraffe. I mean, if you ever seen pictures of him or try to stand next to him, get out of his way. And yeah, somebody like that, he you know, just get out of his way because he going straight to the hole. And when he takes it to the hole... You don't want to be in the way of that because you'll be a part of the whole. So, this game of basketball, very bizarre. Let's talk about the, the the attendance, the crowd. Very different. Have you been to a basketball game lately? It's very different than going to a baseball game, than going to a football game, going to a hockey game. I guess the nicest way to put it, there's a lot of color out there. And, and I think that's a great thing. We live in America... There's all kinds of backgrounds. There's just a lot of color out there. But nowadays, man, you go to a game. Well, you first of all, you better be on lock and load because you don't know who's gonna give you a dirty look and something gonna happen right there. You know, it, it, it's 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 a different crowd out there. They're not a they're not a fraud, They're not, not afraid to show it. You, you got brothers with their gold, like they're old school, they're OG. You got you got brothers throwing up game signs. Um, it's just a different crowd. Not that it's a bad crowd, don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, it, it ain't your, uh, the, 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 this ain't your good old fashioned family time sports fan. Oh, hell no. Especially in Las Vegas, and that's where I'm at here. When they have these special games, these all stars, hey, I'm, I'm, we're going to the game. Yeah, I'm going to put on my um, bulletproof vest, you know, just to play it safe. That's the NBA. That's the world we live in. May sound kind of funny, but it brings a little bit of truth. So, what I'd like to do now for a moment is I want to go back for a moment in time when the NBA was a clean game. When you had, hey, they used to muscle in the center. There, there was days when it was a physical game on the inside. And now I'm talking in the 70s and 80s when it was the game of the centers, when it was the big Moses Malone and Bob Lanier and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And these guys used to have to muscle inside, and they ruled the game because there was no three-point line. Back then, you know, then back then you could see a lot of leg because shorts were shorts. But the point was, that's when NBA was a, a tough game. But it was also a clean-cut game because you had your little clean-cut guys like little John Stockton. Remember how clean-cut? Everybody loved that John Stockton, you know? And even Michael Jordan, you know, the, the big showboat he was, he still comes from there where the game was clean. And when we were kids, do you remember this sound growing up before before we grew up, when we were all just, you know, before we were teenagers, there was something about this song right here? Because when we heard this song, you know what that means, don't you? That's right. When you heard that song, you knew what that meant. The Harlem Globetrotters are coming to town. Mom, Dad, I want to go see the Globetrotters. Remember when you were kids? Did any of you guys ever see the Globetrotters? Boy, was that family value at its finest. Go out there and some of those old school um, Harlem Globetrotters. Metalark, Lemon. Remember Meadowlark? Curly, Curly Neal, kicking the ball through the, half, the court at half point. They always do that trick where they thought they'd throw the water and it was confetti. That was the greatest show on earth. And that was your Harlem Globetrotters. Well, the Harlem Globetrotters are still out there today. They've changed faces. Um, you know, the, they've gone on and they're still beating some other team 120 to 34. Um, and it's still a good thing. But that's changed because the game has changed. Now, can you picture some of these Globetrotters? If they were wearing what some of these players wear now in the NBA, when they do their little circle round around, one of these guys locked in the with a big revolver, the other guy got an Uzi strapped around his back, the other guy dressed like he's a giraffe with an orange and yellow, spikely looking outfit, yet they're still whipping that ball around because that's basketball, baby. And that's just the way the game has changed. We've gone from a clean cut family value. To the NBA as we know it. And David Stern, our commissioner, is doing his best to try to keep a check on it. I don't know how he's doing it. Now, they say NBA is fantastic. And, and it is, you know, little NBA music. We all like the NBA. We all watch it on ESPN. We all watch it on TNT. So we're all used to it. The cool thing about the NBA, at least, it's not like baseball, which is simply too long. I mean, let's be honest, 162 games. Who the hell wants to play 162 games? But hey, it's some. What else there to do in summer? So at least the basketball is only 80 games, which to me is ideal. It's better than football, longer than football, shorter than baseball. It's in the middle, so it's kind of cool. Because you get forty home games, yeah, get out there and and, uh, and support your team. If not, ah, eh, watch it on home. You know, now they've got all these games on ESPN, TNT. This day and age, everybody now has all these streaming devices. Um, you know, you can catch your team on Tuesday um, at home, and then they'll be Thursday on the road. You maybe at work, yeah, you got it on your phone. It's it's a good thing because it's a good way to keep us connected with sports, which we love it all. But here's, um, here's something I think that's kind of funny. We're watching our teams, okay? They now, these players are on the court. They, there's a new term, and they don't use it in football. They don't use it in, in baseball, but they use it in basketball. And the term is load management. Personally, when I hear load management, I'm thinking, um, you know, I got to go to the bathroom, but that's just me. Load management. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Load management. But nowadays, what that means in the NBA is, you know, they, they these players, um, they got to play their eighty games. Then the second season starts, so they don't want them to be burned out. Now, do keep in mind, and I've thought this through a little bit. A lot of these guys, like Joel Embiid, for example, these are big boys. These are these ain't no little little Chinese boys running around that can do this every day for thirty years. These are big seven foot monsters. So you got to keep them prepped for the playoffs. So the term Moj management simply means they're not going to play every game because they're going to be burned out at the end of the season. Um, There's more, you know, there's going to be more injuries if they play every game. But some of these guys have taken it to another level. So I'm over here on the West Coast. I'm a fan of the Lakers and the Clippers. Let's talk about Kawhi Leonard. Now, the the boy won a ring, and, um, you know, he's got a leg to stand on. But have you seen him? I mean, the season starts, and he's like the game one, and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm a little tired. Load management, yeah, I'm going to take it a couple of days off. And now I'm following him, and it's like, you can't get this guy on the court on a Tuesday or Thursday night to save your life. And I know what's going through his mind. He's thinking, well, yeah, it's not the weekend. Well, what, what am I doing here on a Tuesday night? Maybe I'll just play in front of the cameras on Saturday, Sunday. Some of these guys' load management, it's ridiculous. LeBron, Anthony Davis. The bottom line, they're just getting old. So load management is a nice way to put it. These guys play one or two games. Oh, my back. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna better take the next five or six games off. Let it heal. It's ridiculous. You know, back in the old days, these guys kept going. They, they, they didn't put up no, they didn't put up a gripe or have some of these bizarre injuries. I guess. He's got a hangnail on his index finger. Even though it's not his shooting hand, he's going to need to have the next 10 to 12 days off to heal. And that's the world we live in. It's, uh, you know, back in the day they used to be able to do it. Now, load management means, eh, let's play half the season. Maybe I'll put in a good day on the weekend. Incredible stuff. Only here on the NBA. Are you guys a fan of the New York Knicks? Are you a Knickerbocker fan? Are you East Coast basketball? You know, you also got those Brooklyn Nets, and boy, we could carry on about those guys forever. But what about Spike Lee? And he is the most colorful person in the crowd. Bright orange brother with a purple hat and and Elton John-like sunglasses and 32 pieces of gold wrapped around him. But he's a spectator. Some of these guys, you know, they want to wear them to But basketball is taken on a different following. It's, you know, back in the old days, it was really all about Lakers and Celtics. Remember the old showdown? It was either the Lakers or Celtics. are going head-to-head. Magic and Larry Bird. Boy, that was an error. But now it's about the teams. It's about these Brooklyn Nets because these Brooklyn Nets, they got the big Kevin Durant. And forbid he played three or four games in a row before you know he um he has an itch on on his leg so he's got to take the next six games off it's a whole different thing it's about these teams now like i said what about that kyrie irving um the the his um teammate on the nets now that's a special person there that kyrie irving you know he's a hell of a ball player so i guess the when you're on that level you can be a little temperamental and for you who follow the NBA, you know what I'm talking about. You're probably thinking, temperamental? The guy's a nutcase. And he really is. He, he's a total nutcase. He's, he's totally, it's all, the whole universe, and he has his own universe. Um, it all evolves around him. He decides what's right and wrong. He decides what's good and bad. He decides if he's going to do it or not. And quite frankly, he doesn't care if it fits into the game plan of the game, the team, the organization. But yet, time and time and again, because he's so good, the player they need, he's a game changer. The NBA has to bend the rules. The fans have to bend and join to like him. And all of a sudden, that's the new norm. It wasn't like that 20, 30 years ago. Like, son, you keep your mouth lip, your mouth shut, you get out there and play ball and be a good boy and be thankful for what you got. Not this day and age. These teams have players like that, and that's just the way it is. These Nets, you know, you think they were gonna, there was no sleep in Brooklyn because we thought they were gonna win a championship. Well, guess what? Ain't happening. They haven't done it. The only ones that have are the Splash Brothers. Now, those Splash Brothers over here in Jersey, or I'm sorry, in Golden State, you know, that's that's Steph Curry. He's a special guy. He's the best player. You don't see him out there complaining. You don't see him, he takes his losses like a person. You don't see him doing that load management. He wins, when he wins he gloats, but when he loses he doesn't cry like a baby. You know, he's got that Clay Thompson, the other one. Now he's back and they're a good thing. So I commend them. I might not be a Warrior fan, but at least that team isn't way out there and uh, trying to cover up what seems to be something like uh, some weird stuff. Another team that's good, that... Milwaukee Bucks, they won a championship. Talk about a, a Greek freak. My, G, 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 a guy is again, a combo. You know who I'm talking about. Guyanus uh, a, a, a combo. I can't pronounce his name and I'm not even going to try it again. That boy. Now again, another genetic freak of nature. He's the mixture of a giraffe and a brother. And from a giraffe and a brother you get a Guyanus. Um, but you know, he's got the right attitude. He plays his games. If he's hurt, he'll sip it. He don't take advantage, and he finally won one, and everybody loves him. So there are good players out there. But some of these guys are just a head case, and it's quite frankly funny to see them do it because basketball's got a strange chemistry. Um, there's five players on a basketball court or at the same time. Baseball, you got nine. Football, 11. Call the crowd 12. But the point being, five players, uh, one player can really make a difference. Hockey, you got five players, but they're on ice. These guys are slipping and sliding and going hundred miles an hour. Who the hell knows who's doing what? But on a basketball court, that one player can make a difference. So you have to get, you have to lend into him, you have to give into him. So that's why Kyrie Irving has become such a, um, you know, a person that can get away with what he does. Um, Kevin Durant, he's in search of another ring, but he makes it clear. Well, I'm only going to go to, you know, teams that are front runners maybe Phoenix, or, um, you know, I need to go where I can win. And that's what's going on, and the part that frustrates me, these owners give in to them, like, well, okay, yeah, we'll send you to Phoenix. No, don't give in to them. Put them on the bench. Let them appreciate what they've got. But no, it's the NBA, because those big boys, guess what? They're selling tickets. And you all know how much a price a ticket costs nowadays to go to a game? Yeah, $100, $100. That's gonna get you parking. That's gonna get you in the parking lot. Another hundred dollars. yeah, that's gonna get you you know a beer or a hot dog uh, for, for two. Um, how much that seat? Well, that seat was about 250 to four or 500. Well, that's get you in the middle of the arena. So who do you see up in the front? You see all the stars. You see everybody who's got their big boom box, who's wearing all their their gang warfare stuff the movie stars, because nobody else can afford that. Remember back in the day, the best one, the best ambassador to basketball was Jack Nicholson. That's right, Jack jack That's right. Jack Nicholson here. Going to watch the Lakers win. Live in Hollywood. Going to make another movie. You might like it. You might not. But I'm Jack Nicholson. You're going to follow me. You'll see me there because I am the sixth man. Back then... That's when it was a special thing to see all the stars that would come out. Nowadays, they're the only ones that can afford those seats. It's ridiculous. Oh, boy. Incredible stuff. Okay, guys. I think that's going to be my parody here on the NBA, another season. Um. Oh, you know what? did we talk about the Lakers and LeBron? Well, LeBron is the, yeah, let's talk a little bit about LeBron before we call it a before we call it a show here. What a great basketball player. Well, what a legend. And he is the king. Now he's in Los Angeles, and the king is still on the throne. We're not sure what throne that is anymore because it's starting to become clear that maybe his better days are behind him. And I know some of you are saying, better days behind him? He's been washed up for 10 years. But it's starting to show now. And uh, he's in Hollywood, you know, because... LeBron, you know, he just wants the best deal for everybody. Same deal for me, same deal for a new iPhone 14.4. 4. And LeBron's like, okay, my work here is done. So LeBron looking on, but he's still the Lakers invested in him. They got that Antonio, De- um, Anthony Davis. Um, don't know if that guy's healthy or not to help LeBron, but LeBron's the king, and he's even got that funky, weird beard. At least he keeps his manageable. At least it isn't in the spectators or in the other visitors' seat. So good for LeBron. Don't know what he's going to do here with the Lakers. Lakers are probably one of the greatest organizations, as are the Celtics. Lakers have had their ups and downs, maybe some more downs. I don't know what LeBron can do, but it's just fun to watch him because if he's going to get me the best um, deal on an iPhone – then I know I'm good because he's beyond basketball. He is the king. All right, guys, that has been your your NBA parody here for um, the Sports Comedy Show. This is wrapping up uh, episode two of season two. I hope you liked it. If you did, tell a friend and listen to it again and have a good day.